What is up, GCF fam? It is your boy, Sean, here, coming to you live with another episode of the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. It's week five, hopefully COVID-free edition. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the legendary Mikey Rock. Mikey, how are we doing tonight, baby? Oh, I'm feeling great, Shawnee. I'm feeling great, man. It's good to be with you, as always. Of course, of course. Where else, where else would you be? You know what I'm saying? Um, so let's see. First first question I got for you, Mike, how, how the fantasy team's doing, bro? How, how do we survive uh, week four with the whole COVID disaster? Um, I maintained. I did all right. Um, this week wasn't my best of weeks, but for the most part, my uh, teams are doing pretty solid. I'm three and one in a few leagues, two and two in the other league. So I'm doing all right, looking man. Good. Yeah, yeah looking it's all right. Good, looking good. Could be better, could be worse, um, you know? Yeah, that, that's that's it. That's it, man. Um, yeah, we had a lot of questions on Sunday about, you know, dealing with the COVID stuff. And it, it pops up, to be honest with you. I mean, we, we got questions saying, oh, you know, how what are the chances the Chiefs play? We have no idea, guys. Like nobody knows, you know, so it's kind of you just do as best you can kind of try to have good depth where you can pop some guys in. I mean, there's really no hard and fast rule when it comes to this stuff. You just kind of in this weird season, you kind of want to be ready for absolutely anything. You know what I'm saying, Mike? Absolutely. You know, I was trying to give some, uh, um, some information to people trying to help them out with, uh, if they should start certain guys. And to me, I was very surprised that the game, uh, happened still, you know, with Cam Newton's mm-hmm. positive COVID test coming back Saturday, I was kind of playing on the uh, more conservative side and telling people play it safe, go with the guys who you know are going to be out there. Um, luckily, we got the results that they were going to play uh, earlier yeah. on and stuff. So, but it's just risky. Um, you know, it's something that we're going to probably have to deal with all year. Hopefully, your commissioners got. Um, you know, a little glimpse of what they can do in the future with this. Um, yeah, it's it's challenging, man. But yeah, that's what it is. A good strategy that we did was we had in our league where Mike is the commissioner of in one of our leagues. Basically, he had everybody who had players in that game that could be effective. The Chiefs Patriots pick a player on the bench that could be used as an alternate just in case that. Uh, game wasn't played so that's an idea that's what we were floating some of our followers so if you're a commissioner or you want to let your commissioner know that that's a possibility that's definitely something you could do that's probably i would say the best way to try to handle it um but you know speaking of week four and kind of putting a bow on it we have i have a pretty big announcement uh mike i I'd really like your full attention right now, please. If you could, you know, uh, right. give it Let to me, me. I'd straight. really appreciate it. Sit up, sit up straight, please. Uh, yeah, get uh, the Pornhub out of your browser because I'm sure Shit, you're looking fuck. at that every cookies. time I talk. Cookies. Uh, cookie, <laughs> clear the cookies. Um, I'm officially retiring from uh, put some respect with a K on his name. Uh, I want to let you know wow. that I think this. Yeah, wow. I think it's your it's your segment. Uh, you're better at it. The people have spoken, but I'm going to step in for my own spinoff series. Uh, I'm um, right now. It's take some respect with a C, not a K off of his name. 
we might do a little bit of different things over the weeks. We'll see. But with that, I mean, if you're ready, it's time to give the people what they want. Who who are we respecting after week four? Oh, well, yeah. Let me let me get started on my segment. I guess I'm, I'm all alone on this. Your your segment. Flying. Wow. Solo, it feels nice good, man. Podcast. It feels good. Oof. OK, well, here we go. Your favorite segment. What you wait for every single fucking week. Put some respect on these fellas names. Here we go. We got Chris Carson. OK, dude went Ooh. from six feet under Sean to wreaking havoc on the field against the fish. Seriously, no matter how banged up this dude is, the man just finds a way to stay on the field and toughs it out. 80-plus rushing yards with two. Yo. Here we go. Yeah. Mike Davis, okay? Mm-hmm. Mike Davis, number two. If you're if peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Yeah, that was a Billy Madison reference <laughs> because Mike Davis is just as solid as Adam Sandler's best movie. Two straight, two straight weeks of filling in for CMC which resulted in two straight wins, which resulted in two straight top 10 performances, which resulted in putting this his name. Amari Cooper, okay. hanging with Mr. Cooper, baby. Every Sunday has been a blessing. Same numbers Sunday. 12 catches, 16 targets, 134 yards. But most importantly, he saw the end zone. We talked about that last week, Sean. Cooper leads the NFL in targets. But apparently my co-host leads the league in hate on Cooper. Sean, put some respect on his name. Trade him away. Get him. Sucks. And um, we got two more. We got Cleveland Browns trio, OBJ, Landry, Baker. Okay? Listen closely. Last week I stated put up or shut up to the three stooges. And you know what? They they did just that. They clearly listened to our podcast. Because the motivate – yeah, I motivated them to – fucking score 49 points last week and lead them to their third straight victory. You know, the Russian attack was a saying. Uh, Baker finally got his wide out involved. So let's just go ahead and put some respect on their fucking name. And last but not least, the surprise respect on, his name, on their name is yours truly, me, Mikey fucking <laughs> Rock. Because Mikey Rock took care of business, everybody, this week in our in our uh, home league, mm. beating your boy, Sean. Okay? I beat Sean. Just want to let everybody know. It was a fluke. And it was a the fluke great, Just listen, so listen, the great, the great Vince Lombardi, Sean, he once said, and I quote, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. And he also said, Put some goddamn respect on Mikey's name. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Why don't you, Mikey, wh- why don't it, you do bro. me a he favor instead of looking up uh, Vince Lombardi quotes, you can check your Wi-Fi connection and tell us about Chris Carson. Because when you brought up Chris Carson, it dropped out pretty hard. So give it, give me Chris Carson's respect one more time before we dive into this. Oh, uh, so Yeah, it's uh, thunder. It's and pretty bad. I'm sorry. On all the seasons. We're, we're in the, the woods. No, yeah, well, I mean, let me just – I'll just go through it quick. You know, the guy's the guys always got injuries, and somehow he always finds a way to get onto the field. Um, and he did it against the Fish, um, a.k.a. Yes. the Dolphins, who which I which we mm-hmm. love seeing. Um, he had 80-plus rushing yards. He had two touchdowns, um, and he's the man. He's just been the man. Uh, he's – He's a guy that you want on your fantasy team. You know, he always says he's, he's always questionable or dealing with an injury, but he just, he still stays on the field and he toughs it out. He grinds it out. And, you know, I, I was very critical of him early on in his career because he had a lot of injuries and he was missing time. But I don't know, last couple of years, he's, he's just been, 
He's been uh, DK Metcalf called him an animal, and I called him a man who that, that's, I love that. I love that pick. Um, the Mari Cooper pick is fair. I get it. Um, I'm glad that you brought up the Browns uh, because they were they were good considering that Baker still wasn't their best quarterback on the field. It was your boy Jarvis Landry. Um, so you know, I I love I love the narrative, Mike. Everybody's like, oh. The Browns remembered they have OBJ on their team. They know they have OBJ on their team. No. They just can't yeah. fucking get him the Come ball on, ever. People. Baker Mayfield stinks. That's the issue. Um, but yeah, that was good, uh, except for the part where you put some respect on your own name. I uh, just want to remind the people that my last fantasy title was against Mike. Um, that, that was a pretty that was a pretty highlight, big highlight of my life um, when I beat Mike in fantasy football was. championship, and he cried and said. It was because he had traded Patrick Mahomes that year, but that, that's neither here or there. That's neither here. Or there. Um, <laughs> now let's uh, let's go to the new segment. Some people are calling the fastest growing segment that hasn't even happened yet. Uh, take some respect off his name with a C. Um, we're we're, we're going to go with actually Mike's boy, Mike. I don't want this to be a contentious podcast tonight, but it's going to have to be because this is filled with a couple of uh, Mike's boys. Number one. Kenyon fucking Drake. Get this guy fucking oh. out of here. 13 carries for 35 yards. Didn't even get a target, Mike. What are we doing here? Get this guy out of my fucking face. No respect on his name. Next is actually Grand Central Fantasy's favorite bus candidate, AJ Green. Uh, Mike, guess how many catches uh, AJ Green had on Sunday? I'll wait. Oh, the great A.J. Green? The great A.J. Green. Uh, One catch on five targets Mm -hmm. for three yards. I got – what did you say? No, no, no. He had one one catch catch on five targets for three yards. I said none Get this guy the fuck out of my (laughs) face. I got another guy for you. Brandon Cooks. Oh, for three targets. Big fucking trash. Didn't even complete uh didn't even get a catch in the game. And and I gotta tell you, Mike, the Colts defense, you were right. I mean, they they were kind of middle of the road going into this week, I thought, but they really proved themselves against uh Houston. They were they were really on fire. Next I got Daryl Henderson, uh of the almost at St. Louis, the LA Rams. This guy proved himself to be a fraud. He was on my put some respect on his name last week, but after eight carries for 22 yards and one catch, I just have one thing to say. What a joke. You cannot trust L.A. Ram running backs, guys. I don't care who it is. It should be Cam Akers' job. He might be coming back soon, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're, we're really not into this guy, that backfield at all. I got two more for you. MVS uh, Valdez Scantling on the Green Bay Packers four for eight for 45 yards. Mike, I can't tell you how many questions I answered on Sunday saying MVS is guaranteed to find the end zone and he couldn't even fucking sniff it. It was all Tanya all the fucking time. And finally, this this one hurts me. I know it'll probably hurt you. Nope. We have a drop alert. One of the first drop alerts of the year. It's J.K. fucking Dobbins. Five carries, 16 yards. My must start last week thinking they were going to do something different. Listen, man, fucking uh, scared money doesn't make money. And I lost all my goddamn money because J.K. Dobbins fucking sucked. 
if he's on your bench, you want to pick up a guy like one of the waiver wire targets, which by the way, grandcentralfantasy.com, you can read Mike's article on the waiver wire targets. It's probably by the time you read this, it'll be Wednesday morning, but if there's still guys out there on the free agency, you can pick them up. And now, you know, because they're always there for you on Tuesday, right before, right after Monday night football, when you can put in your claims. And that's all I got for take some respect off his name. Mike, how do you feel? You want to try to save, uh, Kenyon Drake one more time, or how are we feeling? Go ahead. Break it, break, break, break it down. Oh, I have to try to save him. I have him on my team. You know, I'm holding on. I'm holding on to a string. No, there's not, there's, there's not many positive okay. things. I, 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 I can't really say many positive things about Kenyon Drake. Drake right now. Oh, well, I'm probably going to get yeah. to him a little bit. Ooh, best rapper alive. The only okay. good thing about Kenyon Drake is his this last is now transitioning into a Drake's rap podcast the best for a lot. Yeah, uh, so Midwestern like maybe fans out there. I'm sure they love yeah, it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> exactly. But any any of these guys? Yeah. Do you think yeah, there's a lot of uh, any chance Little they way. turn around? Drake. Green, Cook, Anderson, MVS, Dobbins. Is there anybody that you really want to roster besides? I mean, you already touched on Drake. What about AJ Green? A lot of people bought into him this year. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm on the record of saying do not draft AJ Green this year. I've went ham. Okay. Yes. I went ham on why you shouldn't touch A.J. Green this year. The guy's been riddled by injuries, okay? And um, he's just – he's older. He's um, he's 31 years old now. They have all these young, talented receivers on the team. You know, it's a uh, it's a different face of the franchise now Boyd with Joe Burrow. They brought in Higgins. Boyd's clearly the number one wideout. I've been saying Boyd, Boyd, Boyd wow, um, since day one. You know, I'm I'm so over AJ Green is droppable, people. You don't need him on your team. It, this is not he is he is droppable. I'm letting you know. This isn't this isn't the prime AJ Green mm-hmm. anymore. The only guy, man, I'm still holding out on and uh is JK Dobbins. I mean, I just feel like he's so talented and at some point they're gonna they're gonna I think in their mindset they want to make him the lead back. He's not showing it yet. I mean, it's still a young yeah. season, and there's time. I'm really disappointed with uh, Baltimore's rushing attack this year. Obviously, besides Lamar Jackson, but I mean, Mark Ingram's Gus giving Buss. me nothing. Um, J.K. This Dobbins is this is how I feel. I, I mean, still Gus Edwards, with, and I don't know had just if as many we, carries. We're going to touch on the Baltimore backfield. Yeah, I mean, we've so, talked about them on almost every podcast this year, but this is how I feel about it. To give you a perfect example, in the league where I lost. The same team, I lost Eckler and Nick Chubb for the foreseeable future. I traded Deontay Johnson for Mark Ingram. So that kind of tells you all you need to know about the future of the Baltimore backfield, in my opinion, right now. Anytime it's a any if anybody gets a touchdown in the past couple of weeks, it's Mark Ingram. I think we are definitely going to see Dobbins have huge games later on. I think he could be a big like playoff spoiler type guy, like week fourteen he goes off or something. But we're we got to worry about getting to the playoffs in week five. You know what I'm saying? We're not worrying about you know who's going to have big games for us in the playoffs this early on. You know what I mean? So I mean, speaking of the future, Mike, what are what are your give me some things to look forward to in week five? What fantasy stuff? are we really keeping an eye on what situations, what players exactly? Give me your first one. 
Drizzy Drake. All right. So, you know, we were kind of just talking about Kenyon Drake. I said I was going to speak <laughs> about him. Now, um, I'm not looking – I'm not looking forward to mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake, but this is more about the Cardinals offense in a whole. And, uh, you know, they just suffered their second straight loss. Um, and this key, this was, this was a shocker against the Carolina Panthers. And, you know, the offense was very flat in this one to me, you know, you're mm-hmm. going against the Panthers and you're expecting like a field day considering how, you know, they fared this season against opponents. Um, Hopkins didn't look a hundred percent. I know he's, you know, he's dealing with a foot injury, but he's been pretty consistent for the offense. I mean, so far this year, um, be, you know, besides week, go, week Jets, four baby. performance, but to me, like this week oh, five, five matchup Jets. against our New York jets, like couldn't come at a better time. Yeah. Let's go jets obviously, but oh, yeah. yes, let's hope, you know, so um, just tank. I'm all about tanking, but that you guys can read about that in a future blog, but they, um, the uh, week five matchup against the Jets is like couldn't come at a better time for Arizona. Um, like they need something to jumpstart that offense, Sean. Like they just when they they face San Francisco mm-hmm. in week one, when like San Francisco was like a legit team, and like that's I, I really thought that's what we were gonna get uh, for the Arizona Cardinals this year. But it's just like it's been like a, a, a decline the last couple weeks, you know. Um, Kenyon Drake, he needs this game more than anybody. Like the Jets defense has looked, you know, we've watched them a lot. They have not looked good this year. And Kenyon Drake needs this performance I more thought than so anybody. Too. He needs I this really matchup more than too. anybody. I kind of said that last week against Carolina. I thought he was going to have like a field day against Carolina. Yeah. And most people did um, around uh, the industry. But, you know, it, I, I, I'm. I'm doubling down on it with, with Drake this week against the Jets. Like he needs a matchup like this to really jumpstart him, get him going to look like the Kenyon Drake that we saw when he got traded last year. And to me, this is also a huge game for the Cardinal, other Cardinals wide receivers. Like, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald looks like absolutely done to me, but Christian Kirk, who's been dealing with injuries too, who's kind of, you know, he's on pe- he's on some people's benches and stuff as well in fantasy. Uh, you know, they, they love him. They praise him a lot. I want to see him get into the action a little bit. Just overall for all Arizona Cardinals, um, especially in fantasy. Exactly, yeah. Like, you, when you play the Jets, this is supposed to be like, you know, make a self-esteem booster. Like, just you're, you're supposed to have like your – you know, career games against teams like this. And I'm kind of, yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it and I do think it's a possibility. I mean, if there is any game, if there's any matchup for a get right game, it's against the jets. I mean, the defense is sloppy. I mean, we watch the jets probably, we're probably the only people that are listening to this that watch the jets. Um, But honestly, the defense is sloppy, a lot of penalties. I just don't see if Drake is going to be, in he's just really not in the game plan man it's weird it's like Edmonds is getting the touchdowns like I it, it's just kind of like they kind of abandoned the whole Kenyon Drake experience and he's just kind of one of the guys now I mean I I still have a little bit of faith in him but he's definitely a sell for me as well and just everybody um on the Cardinals I think this is going to be a big game for them if I had to guess but I also thought the Carolina game was going to be a big game for them um I would really look for the wide receivers like Kirk uh like my boy Nuck like my boy uh Fitzgerald I mean they got to have a big game man they really really do and Kyler Murray I mean he's he's doing okay but people forget he's still a second 
year quarterback. You know, he's not going to be like Russell Wilson right off the bat. You know what I mean? So I do think that it's a great matchup, um, but they just got to capitalize because if they're not going to capitalize, then I'm going into panic mode with absolutely all of these Cardinals, probably except Hopkins, um, just because, you know, if you can't beat the shit out of the Jets, then I I don't know. We're going to have big problems. Drake, I I would say for Drake owners, you got to hope for a big game for him this week and then ship his ass off your team. How do you feel about keeping Drake for the rest of the year? Are you just holding him and hoping for the best, or would you move him once he has a big game? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was I was just going to speak on that as well. So you got you know Drake's facing the Jets, then next week he's facing the Cowboys. Like these are two potential games where he he should have solid games at the least. This is when you're probably going to get the um, you know the the most bang for your buck, so to speak. Um, I mean, he also faces the Seahawks and the Dolphins after that as well. But later on into the season, you know, when it really comes down to it, uh, playoff time and fighting for a playoff spot, you got he's going against the Bills. The Bills defense hasn't been great, but, you know, I still think, you know, they haven't. But still, I mean, I I still think the Bills defense could get it together. But anyway, they, they also have to face the Patriots. They face the Eagles, who have a pretty good run defense. They face the Rams. Um, yeah. Uh, I think they face the uh, 49ers later on. Not that the 49ers have been great, but maybe they'll get some guys back from injury. Um, you know, so this is the easier – this is supposed to be the easiest part of his schedule. Um, you know, he faced the Lions two weeks ago, the Panthers. Exactly. Yeah, it hasn't ASAP been great. Rocky, you want to hope he gets something ASAP, going now baby. so then you can shoot I, his I mean, I like it. I agree with all that. ASAP. And guys, so, that's a really yeah, good man. tip if you don't do it already because we get a lot of guys that – listen to our podcast that they're pros they've been playing forever and we have a lot of people that are kind of not new to fantasy but you know they're they're trying they're doing everything they can um and they need a little bit of movie strategy help so yeah insight Ahem. so definitely try to look into guys playoff um schedules because that's really insight. where everything <laughs> is like perfect example i was gonna preparing to make an offer for antonio gibson um, today and I saw his playoff schedule is atrocious. He's going up against like the best defenses in the league from week 14 to 16. That's when the playoffs should be. If you play in a league where they play uh, 17, week 17, get the fuck out of that league right now. We do not condone that at all, right, Mike? This is disgusting. No, oh, disgusting! Uh, how about that guy? Dude, how about that, that made person that made on, no uh, Twitter sense. today. Uh, yeah, who who gave a shit because the waiver wire report came out uh, on Tuesday and it, it was too I, late for I his. I think he was I'm like, talking, bro, you got yeah, you got to put claims well, in please, the fucking we, we Monday no night football uh, doing that. Even I think he yet? was. All right, and speaking of our Twitter, you can follow us. that Grand Central fan, but you probably already do because you found this on Twitter. Um, he was saying that the players he already sees the players like doing great during the games and they're like already gone. Like some shit. Cause I told him, I was like, what are you talking about? Like what kind of league are you in? And he didn't say anything after that. So fuck that guy. Um, he's, he's on uh temporary suspension from the GCF fam. He's, he's not in the fam right now, but he could Shocker. be back. We'll see. Um, all right. Now for me, yeah, I do doubt it too. I doubt it too. Doubt it. Listen, week five, I'm looking at the Texans me, man. What after you got? your boy Bill O'Brien me, has, has uh, What do you got for fired. week five? No more Bill. 
Butchin built worst GM in uh, Texans and probably NFL history. Not the worst Butchin coach, Bill. but a, a pretty bad, a pretty bad GM. I think because of this, the GM slash coach days are really, really over. I mean, the, it's just a long list of guys that haven't done shit. Um, but I think the Texans have a huge week this week. Honestly, I think they really bounce back um, going up against Jacksonville. Jacksonville just gave up a shit ton of points to the Bengals and yards, specifically to your boy, Joe Mixon. Um, you know, with Watson, he had a good game last week, 300 yards passing, two TDs, no picks against a tough Colts defense. A lot of people are kind of given up on Watson a little bit. I see a lot of questions. Should I sit Watson? Should I trade him? I would still hold him. I talk about him a lot. Same thing with David Johnson. I mean, Johnson only had 63 yards against the Colts, but again, the Colts defense is tough. Um, I would hold those guys. My thing is, I really want to see, because this is what it looks like, is Will Fuller really the guy in Houston? Is he the receiver to own? Because we saw Cook suck dick. Randall Cobb's, Cobb wasn't anything special. I think he got like three catches. So, Mike, you have Fuller in a couple leagues. What do you think? You think this firing is going to affect the Texans at all? I, th- I think it's going to put him in the right direction. I really do. I think they're going to w- break off a couple <laughs> wins here. I think their fantasy value is going to go up. But, I mean, will – what do, what are you thinking about it? I mean, it's obviously the right move for the Texans firing Bill O'Brien. Um, we all know that. It doesn't take a monkey to figure that out. He made some horrible decisions. Um, you know what? I think it might spark the Texans a little bit too. I don't think uh, the way Bill O'Brien's – um, yeah, I controlled agree. this team and how he set up this team is really, uh, you know, made the players very uh, happy. Um, obviously, especially you know they started the season zero and four. I just can't believe the way this franchise how how it just crashed and burned so quick because of him. But I I, I think it could be a good thing. It's always a, it, it could be a spark when you fire. Oh my coach. God, I can't, I can't believe those life words to the just team. came out. Of your I think mouth. Will I agree Fuller with you, is for real. Shit. We've seen Will, when Will Fuller's on the. F- No, but, but no, but no. In all seriousness, he when, is. when we when Will Fuller's on the field, when Will when Will Fuller is healthy, the dude is a stud. You you can't argue it. You can't argue the stats. You can't argue what you say. The issue is if he stays healthy. Do I think Will Fuller's for real? I think from a talent perspective, absolutely. I think he's one of the most talented receivers in the league. But it, it's hard to say if it's if he's going to continue uh, the success. I wouldn't be mad if if you're a Will Fuller owner and like you know you're trying you try to cash out now because you know what usually happens with Will Fuller. Me, I I'm a positive guy. I look to you know I like to look at the bright side of things. I'm 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 sticking with Will Fuller, man. I'm just I'm hoping because oh yeah, I I could see him being a top fifteen wideout the rest of the way, especially considering who his quarterback is. Um, you know, Captain Clutch over there. Sure, but um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think I think this could be a good thing for the Texans' offense. It is. It's a good thing for for teams that are struggling when they get rid of a coach, and uh, you know, kind of it's like, 
don't know. It's it sucks when you fire a coach. Usually that means your team's not heading they in the right direction. Bill but, but I think it I might be like the other day for the JJ players Watt because I think a lot of these guys want. You know, to it's time for we got to make changes and we're going to make them soon. Yeah. I mean, I'm no JJ Watt fan, but that guy is as professional as you can get. And I mean, he's doing everything he can to not say call Bill O'Brien out by name. But I mean, when the captain of your team is is saying we need changes made, I mean, it's not going to be changes to the roster. So you read between the lines there. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think there's no way in hell Fuller finishes as a top fifteen wide receiver this year, just because health. I mean, I think because we're so into fantasy football and we have been prepping since the spring, we don't realize how early it is, and we're only a month in. We're taking this thing are into another two months yeah. for fantasy purposes. And I mean, Fuller already has a game where he didn't even get targeted and they were a little worried about injuries there in week two. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not selling or buying on Fuller. I just think if, if you got this guy and he's like your little fantasy, like lottery ticket that you got later in the rounds, I would just take him ride it into the sunset as long as you can and then have a good backup plan. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not, if I'm counting on Will Fuller in the playoffs, then we, then we got problems. I did something wrong. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Well, well, the, yeah, I agree with you, but the Texans are filled with a bunch of guys like that. You have Brandon cooks who is one concussion away from being a vegetable. You got Randall Cobb who he, I mean, I got to give Randall Cobb a lot of credit. He's been great um, with the Texans and he's been healthy last year. He went to Dallas. He was healthy his whole time in Dallas, but we seen him early on in his career with green Bay. He was always, always hurt with all types of injuries. Texans are filled with guys like that. So, and the other thing is, yeah, it, it, you know, it might be a smart idea to try to cash out a Will Fuller while you can, but you know, you, a lot of you guys playing leagues where, you know, you play with some people that are, Really stupid, but then yeah, you do def- play with definitely. guys. In the I mean, that's, that's, that's enough. What they're doing, and they know that tonight. they're give not going to give up. Uh, give me your next uh, thing to look for in week five. Clearly, you do, yeah. Miss. You mean Mister Top Fifteen? Don't don't <laughs> worry, I didn't forget that one. You don't. I love Will Fuller, man. I'm loving <laughs> Will Fuller. Big oh, well, he's I'm, big. Him. Yeah, there you go. If he stays healthy at the end of the year. If, All right, let, let, let's move on. I don't want you to embarrass healthy, yourself He'll be top anymore. 15 wide receiver. There's no, I, I don't think that's out of the question. Oh, 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 oh yeah, okay. yeah right. exactly. We'll yeah. Oh, Mr. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting. Mr. I was going to say Mr. Drop Austin Eckler. Sean Hey, speaking of, speaking of, which, <laughs> yeah, which leads it to um, next what I want to talk about. Uh, um, in week five, RIP, we're RIP looking Chubb at, you know, Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler, two guys who just got major um, injuries. We're going to be out for a while. I'm going to overcome it. Yeah. Damn. And you had Chubb and Eckler, same team. God, man, I'm sorry. I feel, well, I, re- I, have, I really I have don't. a warrior spirit. A warrior I really spirit. don't like you, but I kind of feel bad for you in that, you know, aspect. But the. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'll, let's talk about Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler real quick, and uh, what's going on with those teams. So, you know, um, six weeks. Nick Chubb so, yep. injured his MCL; is going to miss. It looks like what about it? Uh, six weeks or so, at least six weeks, I think. <clears throat> and then uh, Eckler's dealing with a hamstring injury, mm-hmm, yep. and from reports that I've seen, he looks like he's going to miss at least four to six weeks. Is that accurate? That's that. Okay, so they're saying six weeks for Chubb and. 
honestly, I'm kind of thinking more, but who knows? But the Browns last week, they fared pretty well without Chubb. Love it. Love um, the when, Ernest. Uh, the Ernest Johnson stepped in and he gave him close to a hundred yards. So, um, yeah, me too. Even though I never, I never even heard of him in my life before, you know, um, Chubb's injury. Oh, no. But let me just say this: no respect to Dearness, but he's he's never going to be Nick Chubb. So let's just get that out of the way, folks. I know he had a big performance, but let me. I just want to throw that out there in case, like you're an idiot. But um, so he was he was a solid shoe in considering you know the offense um that he's in. But you're not you're not you're not going to get the Nick Chubb production or even close to Cream Hunt with the Ernest. Uh, Johnson. So I just want to let you know that. So that, um, that being said, he's still a must add in your leagues. And I talked about him a lot in my waiver wire target. Uh, he has a great role now as the backup running back in a Kevin Stefanski led offense. We've seen, you know, how hunt benefited as the backup there. Obviously cream hunt is on a whole different level as the earnest, but, um, I just want to oh, also no. throw in there, like all those people that we were getting on Twitter, Sean, talking about should I trade Kareem Hunt? Uh, should I cash out now? And we were screaming at them, no, do not do that, Kareem Hunt. This is Kareem Hunt, regardless if Nick Chubb's there or not. I hope those people did not trade Kareem Hunt because you would look like a complete fucking idiot if you uh, did yeah, now. But... So um, I think the Browns' offense for sure is going to take a hit without Nick Chubb. But obviously, but obviously, you know, Cream Hunt's going to be able to fill that role plenty well. We've seen that already. We've seen what he did with the Chiefs as the lead back. Um, and you know it's what? I think the Chargers are going to take LA, more man, of a hit. Real. It's going to be a um, problem with Austin Eckler being out compared to Nick Chubb. Uh, yeah. No, it's going to, and I'll just touch on it quick, and then I just want to, you know, I want to hear your thoughts on it. But I think it stings more for the Chargers because they don't have that running back remotely close to, like, Kareem Hunt's level. Um, you know, obviously, in your leagues, you know, Josh Kelly's probably not available, but if he is, for some reason, you pick him up. Justin Jackson's definitely available in your leagues. Add him now mm-hmm. while you can because we've seen with the Chargers over the last so many years, they're always running, like, a two-running back system. Um, uh, so, and we've seen Justin Jackson on the field before, um, with when Melvin Gordon was holding out and he gave you some type of production. He's a, he's a very good, uh, pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, but this one, this one stings a lot more for the chargers because Austin Eckler was, um, was probably one, it was probably one of their best offensive players. Um, now Kareem Hunt, obviously it takes a huge boost up. Uh, for the Browns offense with Nick Chubb out, but I, I'm going to lean more towards the Chargers wide receivers are going to get um, more production up. Uh, I, I think, you know, Justin Herbert, the Chargers uh, are very pleased with what they see out of him. And I, I feel like with the Eckler injury, I feel like they're, they might not lean towards yeah. those running backs as much because they have a lot of talent there. I mean, look at, look at the target and the workload Keenan Allen's getting, look at the workload Hunter Henry's getting, Mike Williams, hopefully, clean, you know, yes. um, clean bill, clean bill, bill health, still, um, clean health. Listen, man, you the, know what this I'm trying to say. Life is tough. Hold on, let me take a sip of my water. I'm a little dehydrated. So yeah, so yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I think the I think the pass catchers on the Chargers are going to uh, benefit most from Eckler's injury. Uh, it, it just sucks seeing these two guys out. Uh, it's how, how do you feel? What, what's life going to be like without the Chubb and these guys and, uh, or managers, whatever you want to say? Um, 
without their handcuffs. Now, if you have Kelly for uh, LA, I do think, I think he's getting a bad rap. He does fumble a lot. He's not the safest fantasy option, but he has proved that he can run it. He's still a rookie. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, you know, I, I'm just worried. I wouldn't make plans for these guys long-term. Yeah. You're talking about MCL sprains and issues with the knees for running backs and teams that frankly, I mean, the Browns just won three straight. They have Kareem Hunt, who is easily a RB one on a lot of other teams in the league. Um, You know, so I'm really not concerned about them. I do think Johnson, the backup, he's not Nick Chubb, but I mean, he put up nine and a half fantasy points in uh, our league, our half PPR league. And that was, um, you know, that only in a half a game worth of run. So I I do think he's going to be serviceable, but as far as, the Chargers, I think it's going to hurt them way more than it's going to hurt the Browns. And I think this means we're going all the way up for uh, yep. all our receivers. Like you said, it's the Justin Herbert effect. You're never going to see your boy Ty God Taylor ever again. He's fucking gone because this is going to be Herbert's team. I, I'm buying on Allen. I'm, I'm a big Mike Williams fan as it is seventh pick in the draft out of Clemson. Can't believe that was almost three years ago, three, four years ago, but he has all the talent in the world. He should be a wide receiver one, but he just can't stay healthy. So, I like Jacks or um I like the running backs. I'm not thinking they're going to be anything more than flex plays for uh LA. But um you know, give me all the Chargers wide receivers for sure. I mean, Allen, yeah. Williams, all these guys, Agreed. even yep. Henry who I'm a little up and down on. I think he's kind of <laughs> inconsistent. Um you know, give me give me all these guys. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we uh, we were pushing Keenan Allen hard uh, the last few weeks, and uh, I mean, his target share is through the roof. Um, he and he's close. If he's not leading the league in yards, he's pretty damn close to it. Um, I, I think he's top three before the before this past week. He was leading the league, but I mean, uh, I'm tra- I'm I'm that's a guy I'm trying Ooh, to buy right now, Keenan Allen, while you can. Uh, I know a I lot like of people it. still um, no, might not it. be on the Justin Sherbert bandwagon yet. And I, yeah, I know, man, I'm going to keep rolling with that. I don't know why, but I like it. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm, I'm all in on the, um, uh, on the Chargers pass. And I just think that volume's going to keep going up. There's a lot of comfort in them. Uh, yeah. And I like yeah, Tyrod I mean, Taylor's done. You know, so that's all, that's all I got. Man, I'm going to package my two up keep a, keep right ball. here for you. Cause I just have two players that I'm really interested in seeing how they do this week. Now I got my boy, Jerry Judy. Okay. Spotlights all on him after the jets game where he went, he had two catches on five targets for 61 yards, but he really just had that huge monster 48 yard touchdown um, against the jets. Like we expect it against the jets, but he goes up to new England this week where he faces a much tougher defense. And we know that going in, but I really want to see if he's going to capitalize. Now they have shitty quarterback play. I don't even know who's going to be the quarterback going in this game. I don't even know if they announced it, but I do think that Judy is going to start showing that like, Hey, I belong here. I'm not only a good player for the future, but I'm a good fantasy option right now. He's no CD lamb. 
but not from a talent perspective. I still think Judy's the better wide receiver. I mean, he's already like one of the best route runners in the NFL and he's only been in the league for four weeks, but I do think that he's going to be, he's a buy for me. I think as they, they get, the team gets healthier and they, he plays more and gets used to the system. I think he's going to be better. I just really, really would like to see it against the Patriots this week. And then my next thing to look forward to, it's another player. We're kind of going the opposite direction. So Mike, I'm, I'm sitting at the table. I don't have the, I don't have the panic button in front of me necessarily, but it's kind of around the corner. I got I got my eye on it. I'm not going to get up and go press it yet. But your boy, my boy, Travis Kelsey, okay? He has 24 catches for 297 yards and two touchdowns in four games. Not bad, right? He's still the number one tight end. Last year, he had 369 yards, quite a significant um, amount more than he did at this point last year, but only had one touchdown last year and then we all know he kind of took off he might start a little slow like i said he's still the number one tight end but kittle is the guy you're really looking he he looks like the top tight end and you know he's playing with these shitty quarterbacks catching all of his targets he's all over the place he looks healthy you know this week kelsey goes up against the raiders defense i'm really anxious to see from both of these guys <laughs> with judy i want to see him show it i want to see him arrive against a tough matchup and kelsey i kind of want him to remind everybody who he is how do you feel about both these guys do you think what can we expect from them this week and moving forward are you worried about kelsey at all Uh, I mean, I'm not worried Definitely about Kelsey because I obviously don't have him in my leagues because I would never draft a tight end as early as he was going. But, uh, yeah, but, I mean, I'm not too worried about Travis Kelsey. Um, his numbers aren't exactly where you want them to be. But, like you said, they're not terrible. I think, you know, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL still, and he's he, Travis Kelsey is his main man. So, you know, we've seen from them, obviously, in the past, how great they are together, how much Travis Kelsey benefits from the best quarterback in the NFL. I'm not too worried about Travis Kelsey moving forward. Um, Jerry good, Judy, man. though, it's interesting that you bring him up um, because he he is really talented. <laughs> he sucks. He sucks. To and me, all I keep thinking about is, like, Drew Locke, how much you hate Drew Locke, but – Yep, you're he right. He does. But That's how bad he it does is. does suck. He's really bad. But Jerry Judy it, it needs Drew Luck. And I know that sounds – I know that sounds – I think he's going to – I mean, if if Jerry Judy can go off in New England against uh, Gilmore, then, I mean, kudos to you, two thumbs up to you. I don't see it happening. I could – um I could see, you know, after this week, Jerry Drew's probably not going to have a big game in my eyes this week. But I could see, you know, after this week, this might be a time to buy law on him because I do think he's very talented wide receiver. And his and his uh, matchups down the line, he's got some pretty um, nice matchups uh, later on in the season. He faces the Falcons. He faces the Saints, who have been very disappointed this year. Um, he faces the uh, Chiefs, Panthers. Um, that's all around that uh, 
playoff uh, stretch right before the playoffs. Uh, we, you know, you might be trying to make the playoffs or so. So I think um, I, I I love Jerry Judy. You know, I was very high on him. He was my favorite wide receiver coming out of the draft. Uh, you know, it sucks that that the Broncos was the team, you know, he had to go to early on, but it's crazy to me that like, Jerry Judy it's needs Jerry, Drew man. It, eyes, it, it you know? really is. I mean, honestly, why not bring in my boy Blake Bortles, bro? Come on, Blake, bro. I know, Blake I Bortles. I, I, I think he's on the practice squad. Like, let's fucking go, baby. Like, I don't know what the problem is, but yeah, for real. I mean, Judy with Kelsey, it's just kind of something to keep an eye on. I would kind of maybe even look in it if if I so if I have Kelsey and I love Kelsey. I'm going to the uh what's his name on the on the fucking Niners. I'm drawing a blank. Kittle. I'm going to the Kittle. Yeah, I'm going to the Kittle. George owner, Kittle. And I'm like, listen, you know, let's let's try to make a deal here because Kelsey's still overvalued or valued higher, but I just I don't know. I, I just love Kittle go for the rest of the season. I think he's gonna be the number one tight end. You've and and you know what? To be fair, too, you've been pretty consistent because I'm pretty sure before the season when we were doing our mock draft, you you were talking about Kittle yeah, over Kelsey yeah, this and year. Yeah, and I mean, I just think that it, Kittle's still young. He's younger than Kelsey. Granted, granted, Kittle's been you know Kittle had his uh, injuries, but he came back. God, did, what a performance, bro! He put on man, like the the. I feel like George Kittle, you'll get more games out of George Kittle like that. That's my point. Travis Kelsey, I you know? think he caught like 15 of 15 yeah. targets, which is crazy. Um, going with two quarterbacks. I mean, come on. This guy's out of his mind. But back to Judy. I mean, I just think I see it. I see like the potential starting to show out for uh, yeah starting to like shine through the cracks a little bit and like i want to i i don't think you'll be able to pick him up at all i don't think he's obviously owned everywhere but i don't think you'll even be able to touch him after he has another good game um you know and if he does do it versus new england then it's you know it's jerry judy season baby let's fucking go if this kid was with the Cowboys, like if him and CD Lamb switch positions, I think he'd be doing even better than Lamb. And I love Lamb, you know exactly. You know so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd probably get you know similar production, if not better. I, I you know, we talked about Judy. We love Judy uh, before before the draft, and it it always depends on you know what team you're going to go to. Uh, like what team drafts you? You know, look at the Jets with Sam Darnold. We're absolutely ruining him. It's a dead shame. Exactly, but let's 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 move on. Give me your. Is this your last thing to look forward to for uh, week for week five before we get into our must starts? Wrapping it up. Yeah, let me talk about uh, the Buccaneers Ooh, offense it. real quick because uh, we got to talk about. Yeah, we got to talk about the agents. Tampa, Tom Brady, Tampa Brady. Um, Tampa, who led Tampa led Tampa Bay to uh, 38 points this past Sunday on five passing touchdowns. Sean. Insane. Five touchdowns from Tom Brady. I can't believe it, man. So, uh, you know, uh, Brady and the Bucks, you know, they're starting to hit their stride. And we were kind of wondering if we would get that. You know, we even got our first Gronk smash of the season with the spike Sucks. in the end zone. So, um, you know, but yeah, I know. The Bucks offense, you know, they got to be feeling good right now. But, like, I want to know – is mm-hmm. are they for real? You know, looking looking at the past couple opponents, they've played some defenses who are like missing some key guys this year. Um, the Chargers are missing a lot of guys. You know, Derwin James is safety, one of their best defenders. 
Obviously, he's not uh, playing this year. Uh, Von Miller is a huge blow. They played Denver. Um, Buccaneers played the Saints, who've been, you know, who've underperformed, underperformed tremendously this year. Yeah. Defense are really shocked. And they played the Panthers, who just, to me, just suck. So, um, th- right now, this week, week five, this Thursday, Tampa Bay is facing the Chicago Big. Bears. And this will be their toughest challenge to date. And, you know, the Bears... They were once viewed as like the most ferocious defense, you know, when Khalil Mack first came over. They're not, but they're they're not elite, but they are a very mm-hmm. good defense still, to say the least. So, as of now, the Bears are ranked in the top ten, um, seventh to be more specific in points allowed yeah. this year per game, and they're given they're giving up just over six yards per attempt to opposing quarterbacks to opposing quarterbacks, and they've allowed a total of three passing touchdowns through four games. So. Tom Brady's offense is, you know, dealing with some injuries. We've seen uh, Mike Evans look pretty banged up during the game. Um, you know, he surprised us a lot. He's back. Chris from Godwin's the questionable. The concussion. Yeah. It, um, is he, it confirmed he, that he's back this Thursday? Because I don't think he oh, practiced who, Evans? today. No, oh, uh, Chris Godwin. Godwin oh, yeah. Godwin, I don't know. I don't think he he's not back from the dead, but I remember I killed Mike Evans after week one, but he's been very much alive. Well, he has been, and he's benefited from a, a banged of Chris Godwin on the lineup too, but uh, OJ yes, Howard's okay. dead. Uh, he's done for the year. Leonard Fournette, uh, he's questionable. Annoying, he's uh, annoying. I know, he is, but, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I want to know if the Buccaneers offense is for real. Are they going to – what am I going to see out of the Buccaneers offense against, you know, the like Tampa Bay's toughest defensive opponent? Am I going to see – I'm not going to see a five-touchdown performance, but am I going to see like a Tom Brady 300-yard, uh, three-touchdown performance, or is Tampa Bay just going to get completely shut out? What yeah, do, what I do don't we know, think, man. Sean? I think it's – I think we turned a corner. I mean, I got to say, I think maybe this – this is something I would have wanted to look forward to last week. And I just think as we get going, as the weeks go by, we're really focusing on, you know, the the team gelling together and they're getting guys back from injury. They're losing guys. But it's really, you know, just it's the Tom Brady show. Brady has taken over Tampa Bay, hence the Tampa, Bray, Tampa Bay uh, nickname. But seriously, like it. The offense, Arians has changed his entire, like, offensive game plan. It's just basically like New England South. You know what I mean? They're, 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 Brady's comfortable. Yeah. They're, they're playing just like the Patriots. Um, and the Bears don't scare me. The Bears defense is nothing special. They have a couple nice pieces, but ever since Vic Fangio left, they haven't been the same. Um, you know, Matt Nagy is a terrible head coach. If, if he was in New York, he probably would have been fired a long time ago, but at Chicago, they're nicer out there, I guess, in the Midwest. But yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think they're going to, I think the Tampa is going to fuck them up. I think they're going to beat the shit out of the Bears. Yeah. We, we saw we saw really? full wow. fucking he can only come in in the second quarter and win he can't start yeah you're right i mean i i just want to see 
if like, you know, everyone was going hard about uh, Tom Brady and all these Buccaneer guys in fantasy football before the draft start. I mean, we were getting ridiculous questions about like where Tom mm. Brady should be drafted. And I, you know, I still hold firm to that. Like Tom Brady should not be like the top five quarterback. Mm. Like people were going a little I still crazy because yeah, of the no offense way. he was going to with the head coach. And I still, yeah, I still wouldn't, but I mean, I gotta, I gotta give Tom Brady a little more um, uh, respect, um, you know, at his age, going to a new team, um, starting over all different faces. Uh, obviously he's a shade of what he used to be, but I mean, dude, he's whipping the ball around and he looks fucking good. And Scotty Miller, man, is a nice little uh, sneaky play for him over there too. Who, who he's another guy who's a little banged up as well, but I don't know, man. I- I'm actually really looking forward to that game. I think it's going to be a nice challenge to see Tom Brady, a little challenge uh, for once. Um, in this young season. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Obviously you're still going to start, um, all, you know, obviously oh, yeah, you're still starting course. Mike Evans. If Chris Godwin's healthy on the field, you're starting him. Uh, if you have Tom Brady, you're most likely still starting him too. I mean, unless, um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater or uh, Kirk cousins, maybe is on the waiver wire. Um, I'm pretty high in them uh, as you'll see in my rankings, which will be uh, released tomorrow, early tomorrow. So, uh, but most likely, if you have Tom Brady on your team, you're going to be Yeah, it's also going to be nice to actually have a watchable Thursday night football game for the first time in what feels like all season. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's – yeah, that's the other – yeah, you're right. That's the other thing too, Tom Brady on a short week. Um, I don't know. I, I'm excited. It's gonna, It should be a very good football game, it, a fun football yeah, game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. I think I, you're plugging in all your bucks and you're definitely hoping for the best. I mean, what are we? What are our thoughts with the uh, tight end? Did, is, did you see anything about Cameron Bray? Is he like plugging in now a little bit more since OJ Howard is gone or? Well, Cameron Bray did have That's a touchdown the other day. I mean, yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, that was his only, I believe that was his only target the other day. Um, I'm not real. I'm not going hard about Cameron Braid. I'm not going to be I already see the questions. Any I of my leads, the questions we're going to get about. Yeah. And Cameron Braid has had a little, you know, very slight success Harvard, in the past, Harvard. um, with Jameis Winston. Respect. Yeah. So Respect, yes, he is a Harvard please. graduate. Um, but listen, if there's a tight end zone on Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay, excuse me, Gronkowski's the guy. I'm still not all in on Gronkowski, like all these um, fraternity brothers yeah, that exactly. follow us and stuff. But I think, you know, they're obviously with OJ Howard out. Um, Gronkowski's been steadily, um, he's been improving his target work workload and his snap count a lot each week. He started out really low week one. Uh, now there's no OJ Howard there. It might be good season, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying like a top 12 tight end rest of the year, but he's, he's, he's floating he's in, that trend in that direction. I mean, at the end of the day, we all know uh, Brady loves throwing a white guys. So, I mean, that, that, that's all, that's all we can say about that. Um, all right, Mike, <laughs> let's wrap it up. I'm going to give you my three must starts, little rapid fire style, give you a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of background why I'm picking them, but I want you to let me know if you agree or not. Okay. All right. Week five must starts. These are locks. Garen fucking tease that these guys are going to produce for you. This is the first week we start the guarantee. Cause last week we had a little bit of issues with JK Dobbins, but this week, 
guarantee. First off, you gotta you gotta start Joe Mixon. Okay, I know it's not popular. I know it's not sexy. Last week though, he exploded for 181 all-purpose yards, three touchdowns. He's a must-start from here on out. Baltimore isn't Jacksonville. I know that, but I, I expect Zach Taylor to keep giving it to Mixon, and Burrow's a great fit fit with him. I really think Taylor kind of forgot that. Hey, I don't have Andy Dalton anymore. Like we can be a little bit more creative with the offense, and you know, my uh, quarterback is actually more elusive and can kind of get the ball and and you know distract the defense. He can get the ball and mix in a little more. So, for all you people out there listening, and quite a few people have been listening. Start mixing. Don't get cute. You have to start him. This is why we keep telling you to start him because of games like this that he just had. My next absolutely must start is our guy, Scary Terry, the scariest Terry, Terry McLaurin. He proved once and for all that he's legit. Last week he was banged up. I was telling people to bench him because he was he was questionable going into the game. It was kind of yeah, it was kind of like a, a Devontae Adams situation. We didn't know if he was going to play. Not only did he play, he had 10 catch- catches, 118 yards um, against a tough Baltimore secondary. I mean, this is in Baltimore back in the day, but, I mean, they're, they're a decent defense. On the year, he has 387 yards, uh, 26 catches on 39 targets. That's solid wide receiver two numbers. He should be respected going into the LA Rams game this week. Another defense, another pretty good team overall LA. Um, I like them a lot going uh, for the rest of the season and I love Terry for the rest of the season. Um, And my final must start going this week. If he plays and it's looking like he will, our boy, Mike, A.J. Brown, he's expected to be back against the – you've covered a lot, Buffalo's, um, you know, kind of mediocre defense now. I think they're kind of – they're ranked 22nd, which is, is, you know, towards the end of the middle of the road, more t- kind of to the shittier side. But people forget, I mean, A.J. Brown was drafted in the third, fourth round. He was on one of my teams, a couple of my teams, I have him as – he was supposed to be my – wide receiver two for the year, set it and forget it type of guy, you know? I mean, he's really supposed to be a beast. People are sleeping on him. I see a lot of people cut him. Um, You know, think of Corey Davis on steroids. You know, this guy really could be the guy. (laughs) So, Mike, what what are you thinking about those three? A.J. Brown, Joe Mixon, and Scary Terry, the GOAT. Yeah, I love them all. Um, Joe Mixon – um, he's a high-end running back too to me this week. If he's on your team, you have to start him. He's a, he absolutely is a must-start. You know, you've been waiting for that type of production from Joe Mixon. We finally got it. We love it. That's what he's capable of. Um, scary Terry, man. He that guy, man. Ugh. It's like it's so hard for me to love him. Like I always like am hesitant, and then he pulls, and then he gives you a performance mm-hmm. like that. And it's nothing against him. It's more just the offense. They're just so, it's just it's more no Dwayne Haskins over there. Uh, yeah, Dwayne. Ha- like there's nothing else going on besides Terry, and it's like I don't know. You you just feel like the defenses are gonna stick to Terry. Let's double team him. We'll shut him down. So we'll absolutely shut down Washington's offense and just like. People have trouble shutting him down. Uh, he he's going to be facing Jalen Ramsey, which is going to be tough. But you one hundred percent, he's your wide receiver too. You start him. The guy always finds a way. And I, I love AJ Brown. You know, I um, you know, I have a lot of love for AJ Brown. Last year, uh, he came on late. Um, this bone bruise injury kind of like he's being a pussy off a little bit. He's being a bitch. Like really. 
Yeah, it's you're being yeah. really soft and shit. Uh, but I guess um, you know that extra week of rest was really good mm-hmm. for him. I think um, he's got to be he's going to be ready to go, man. And Tennessee really needs him. Um, Corey Davis has filled in pretty nicely, but Corey Davis is not AJ Brown. Let's get serious. So yeah, man, those are all definitely must starts, and I can't. That's argue right. With that's right. Either. I like that. You, you never argue with me. So uh, yeah. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, let me start my uh, – let me get my three Break it down. starts going right here. Um, and, and, folks, these Absolutely. are must starts. Like, may I add, must fucking starts. And first, we're going to go with uh, Robbie Ooh, Anderson. Love it. Falcons. So, folks, folks, it's official. Robbie Anderson's the number one wide out uh, for the Panthers. Numbers don't lie. Yeah, I know. You're right. DJ Moore, I'm sorry that You're you right. fucked up drafting him. But numbers don't lie. Uh, he leads the Panthers in, like, every – um, receiving statistical category. Uh, he's going to burn the Falcons all day, I think, like he's burned every other defense this year. And, man, it pisses me off, but, like, getting out of New York was probably the smartest thing that Robbie has for him, ever man. done. He's putting up he's – put, um, he's putting up great numbers. I can't remember exactly where I have in my rankings, but it's pretty high. Like, I think I have him, like, um, low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. So, he's a must-start if he's on your roster. Second, we're going to keep the Carolina Panther trend going, and I'm going with my boy Mike Davis. Uh, Another Panther added to the mix. Um, You know, I talked about him earlier and my respect for him. Uh, He's had two top ten fantasy performances in a row uh, for running backs, and he should be pretty close to a third one in a row. you know, he's made his presence felt as a runner um, and he's going to do, he does a lot of his damage as well as a pass catcher. And that's what I think he's going to do a lot of that uh, this Sunday against the Falcons. Uh, Falcons given up the second most receptions to running backs this year and the third, third most yards to running backs um, receiving yards to running backs this year. So just look at what Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones did against the Falcons Monday night. Um, I mean, I know uh, Davis isn't no Aaron Jones, but Jamal Williams put on the clinic. But the combined the combined numbers from a receiving standpoint for those two pack Packers were 13 catches, 135 yards, and a touchdown. So, rubbing my crystal ball, I'm Let's looking see. into it, and I'm predicting 150 150 total yards and a touchdown for Mike the Davis great is Mike the man. Davis. So he is the man. So um, on my last must start. I'm going with Justin okay. Jefferson, man. Uh, you know, he had that he had that week three beauty, and I was really interested to see, uh, you know, how the rookie was going to answer back. And he followed up week four with a 100-yard performance, four catches over 100 yards, and he's really caught my eye. Uh, week five is a matchup like that all teams are currently waiting impatiently for because the Vikings are taking on the Seahawks. Um God, the Seahawks secondary is that's, fucking That's awful, my uh, money line I love it. upset of the week in the gambling picks, the Vikings over the Seahawks. That's a great – and you know what? Uh, that very well might be a great pick. I, I think it's going to be sh- yeah. a shootout too. Uh, Jefferson's a must start. You know, if you drafted him or you, like, luckily got him off the waiver wire, like, last week, this is, this is the reason why you got him. You start him for weeks like this. Don't be hesitant. Uh Remember, the Seahawks' pass defense has given up the most reception yards, uh, the most receptions this season. 
start JJ with confidence. Don't look back. Those are my three. I love them, man. I mean, we're usually on the same page for the most part. I mean, that's why we started Grand Central Fantasy. But especially, you know, these guys this week, I think there really is no, like neither of us are really getting cute with it. We're not trying to like predict any major like upsets. It's like these are guys that are kind of on the bubble. We get questions on them a lot. And basically listen to the podcast because we'll tell you straight up you want to start these guys. I like your guys honestly more than mine. I mean, Robbie is the man. It's insane that he's the number one wide receiver. I don't know if it's because DJ Moore is getting more of the uh, attention from top cornerbacks or something like that or what exactly we're really dealing with here. Um, yeah. But, you know, in in reality – it's just Robbie Anderson is really getting the bigger piece of the pie. Same thing with Mike Davis. Mike Davis has been so good that I think, you know, McCaffrey's still McCaffrey. He's still going to get the run, but I think Davis is going to be fantasy relevant even after uh, CMC comes back as like kind of like a flex pay, play because they're going to want to really be um, careful with uh, – McCaffrey moving forward through the year because this is just kind of like a tank season for the Panthers. They they can't buy a win to save their lives. So, um, yeah, and then the third one, Jefferson, you know I'm a Jefferson fan, um, you know, fight on SC, baby. I, I think he's going to be – he's going to have a great year. He did so, another solid week last week following up his big breakout performance two weeks ago. Um, you know, Seahawks are due for a loss. Like you said, they have Jamal Adams, a.k.a. God himself, but they can't stop a nosebleed. So I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but in, in reality, I definitely think this is going to be a big week for all these guys and you need to start them. That's, that's why you're listening to us. Cause we're right. Must fucking starts. All right, Mike, I think that's the it. Must starts, right? baby. No, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, you know? it's, it's all about I the followers. And, um, you know, we followers, just want to so. remind you guys, definitely check out our website. I know we're really active on Twitter, maybe too active on Twitter for our own good. Um, but you definitely want to check out our site, grandcentralfantasy.com. A lot of your questions are going to be answered there, guys. I'm telling you. Um, you know, Mike, I don't know if you saw, we got a lot of waiver wire questions today, and I was just linking um, the article to the waiver wire claims right in the tweets. You know what I'm saying? Cause people just got to go and, and look that up on their own. Um, but yeah, I mean, go, go ahead and tweet at us and ask us your questions. But a lot of times all you got to do is go on grandcentralfantasy.com and your questions will be answered right there. Click on waiver wire targets. I, I promise you every week, I will have waiver wire targets available for you every Tuesday, most likely uh, Tuesday morning. They'll be there for you every Wednesday, at least every Wednesday. I'll have the uh, we uh, the weekly rankings available for you. A lot of times, just go on our website, click on there, and you'll be able to uh, answer the answer it for yourself. Go, but go ahead if you if you feel the need to tweet at us, DM us, whatever you're more. Comfortable That's all with. it is. And then on We're Sunday morning too, That's just to GCF keep in mind. If, you know, if you made it this far in the podcast, you're definitely. Uh, talking to us on Sunday morning. So, exactly. You're definitely talking to us on Sunday morning as well. I know there's a lot of you guys. <laughs> Listen, we guarantee it, but if you don't hear from us within, honestly, 10 to 15 minutes, send the question again because we're, get, we're only getting bigger. We're up to 
over 2,500. We answer hundreds of questions on Sunday, on every Sunday. So definitely make sure you get through to us as best you can. And, um, you know, as always, baby, we, we fucking got you. Let's get this win. We out.